1: Jerry Cooper, and Walter Brennan, and Joan Leslie. The Gulf Greenhill Theater presenting tonight, Sergeant York. And here is your host, the director of the Star's Own Theater, Roger Pryor. Once again, the Gulf Oil Companies and your neighborhood good Gulf Dealer welcome you to the Gulf Screen Hill Theater. We feel that tonight is one of the most important occasions in the Gulf Theater. First, we'll bring you Charles Taswell's unusual adaptation of the hit picture of the year, Sergeant York, with the original stars Gary Cooper, Walter Brennan, and Joan Leslie. After that, you'll hear Martha Scott present the Red Book Magazine Cup to Gary Cooper for the outstanding performance of 1941. In just a moment... Oscar Bradley's fine score will raise the curtain on our radio play. But before we bring you our story about the last war, let's think about our present war. The first phase of the war, as Winston Churchill has stated, is the period of preparation for victory. It's a period when our war industries and shipyards must produce the largest possible number of weapons in the shortest possible time. Here in America, industrial machines are being operated efficiently and continuously without mechanical troubles or breakdowns for long stretches that would once have been almost unbelievable. Now, that's due in a large part to American inventions and skilled workmen. But most of all, it's due to the development of modern lubricants and application methods for the oil industry. And some of the most outstanding developments are the work of Gulf's own scientists. Today, Gulf is busy supplying hundreds of American factories with the finest lubricants and tools. In addition, Gulf Engineering's special service is helping to speed up production in scores of plants in every defense industry, in important aircraft plants, in leading shipyards, in steel mills, mines, and many other defense industries. Gulf's large staff of trained engineers and Gulf's high-quality lubricants are helping to increase production, save time, and win this first phase of the war, the battle for production. first of applause is for our stars who are taking their places before the Gulf microphone. You'll hear Gary Cooper as Alvin York, Joan Leslie as Gracie Williams, and Walter Brennan as Pastor Pyle who tells our story. Ladies and gentlemen, the Gulf Screen Guild Theater production of Sergeant York. <laughs> country, but he has got a world of legends, told by old men whose fathers' fathers see them happen with their own eyes. Tall yarns, mostly, embroidered with a lot of fancy fiction, told and retold until the truth is worn as thin as the seat of the teller's blue jeans. Now, I ain't so old, yet I see the legend, a legend born deep in the Cumberland Mountains of Tennessee, a legend that comes to pass on Hill 223, the Argonne. France. Pastor Roger Piles, my name, preaching storekeeper, known by everybody in the Valley of the Three Forks of the Wolf. My business is to keep folks' immortal souls on the credit side of the Lord's registry. Amen. But there's some that always would allow that Alvin York was lost to grace. Wild hamster riding daft round the countryside, corn liquor in his gullet and the devil a in his ear. I recollect the night he busted up my sermon at the meeting house. Somehow, whooping up the road with a, a shooting wild. Then he galloped off across the Kirkland Tuck border to drink the devil's drink, till they both was by. this good old Bible so we can start off on a little one she's pretty ain't she who's pretty gracie williams you know i see her tonight i going to the meeting house she's pretty well that's why you want to ride by the church when pastor Powell was a eh? you want to show off for gracie Williams? you know something i think i'll marry her alvin you're a drunk you're a terrible awful drunk or you wouldn't be a talking that no, way no i ain't neither i ain't the least bit drunk and just as soon as I'm sober, I'm gonna ask Gracie to marry me. Alva, you're plum crazy as a coot. Right, Guys, didn't you know Zeb Andrews is a walk in her city? Come on now, drink up and forget Gracie. Uh, what are we drinking? Oh, well, we're drinking just about everything there. I'll tell you what, let's drink the Jimmy's up. The gin what? A gin man's greatest enemy. Mm. Drinks and petticoats, reptiles and dresseders. This drink is a gin gal. The nation. must mean good times and good drinking. That's a great idea. Boys, again, all the gals in all creation. That's a boy, Alvin. All the gals in all creation. But, But that Gracie Williams is awful pretty. And just as soon as I'm sober, I'm going up and ask her to marry me. Oh, Alvin. <laughs> Oh, this is real good, don't you think so, Alvin? Right here, better, better, Mr. Gacy. Well, new plans. Just tell me that, tell me that. What's up, Haskins? I can't wait for Chuck. shot. Sam?
0: Sam? Sam? Hey, now, boys, there ain't no call for something with a little thing like a play in a mouth or something.
1: I ain't a person. I was just to tell him this.
0: Go on, Jim. Play some more. I guess some
1: folks not so far away he just ain't got no ear for music. It's
0: a real nice of you to come up here to see me tonight, Elvin.
1: I got something on the mind. What, Elvin? Uh, I got something on the mind. What, Elvin? What is it? Well, well, if you and me could walk down the road a few. What did you say, Alvin? I said, I said, if you and me. What, Elvin? I said, if somebody don't quit making a racket, I'm going to break his neck for him. You and who else, Alvin York? Me and nobody else, Deb Andrews.
0: No. Alvin, dead. now you stop it. You want to wake up Grandpappy? Alvin started it. You're thinking. I'm a knowing. I'll no, help no. you too. You wake him up and you'll make me come in. Look, uh, how would you boy like some cider?
1: Well, I'd like a drink right well. So would
0: I. Well, you wake right in, I'll fetch you. right <laughs> it. You're the Alvin? Dad? Now, what on earth? He lit out. Amy coming back?
1: No, ma'am.
0: Alvin, you didn't... You were fighting.
1: What, didn't much.
0: Alvin, York, You ain't a victim to come a visit my girl.
1: Miss uh, Gracie, I'm going to marry you.
0: You what?
1: I'm going to marry you. Oh,
0: where are you? Alvin, York? I wouldn't have you on a Christmas tree. Which <laughs> fine husband you'd make. I
1: allow Zed Anders would make a better one.
0: I allow he would.
1: But he's got a piece of bottom land. That's it, ain't it?
0: It appears it may be a, a tank. But all you're good for is fighting
1: and hell raising. Mm, I reckon if I had me a farm in the bottomland, I reckon it would make a heap of difference to you.
0: You owe me the bottomland
1: farm. Well, there ain't nothing I can't get if I put my mind to it, Gracie. nothing I can't see you. Yes, and I do. That's why I want you to be sure and wait for me. It may take me a spell, but I'll be a coming back. Good night, Gracie. Alvin! Alvin,
2: wait! Yeah. Body is drinking.
0: Body like a body to get married. Body talking like is it, just used to a body. Yeah. Body, a of
2: body,
1: you have enough something to hit the body. <laughs> it's sure funny what love can do to folks. Take Alvin York. From that night on, he never touched another drop. I'd see him nights, walking out across the fields. Alone, studying over how he'd get a piece of bottomland for him and Gracie. The he finally set his mind to was held in deed by old Nate Watson. He was a sharp, close trader. He'd eye teeth if he didn't watch out. Let me see now. Thirty dollars for the mules, six dollars for the pullets, four fifty for the fox dollars nine fifty for the rabbit skins, goose feathers, and clocks. How much does that come to, Mr. Watkins? Uh, $50 for the whole caboodle, Alvin. Uh, How much more do I need to get to the bottom line? $70, payable in 60 days. Hey, that's a a lot of money for a fellow like you to get his hands on, Alvin. Yeah, too. 60 days is all you got. 60 days and 60 nights, Mr. Watkins. You see, if I count the nights, too, I got nigh under four months to pay you off. Don't you worry, no, Mr. Watkins. You'll get your money, because I've just got to have that piece of bottom man 60 days and 60 nights. Getting up at dawn and working far into the night. Split them rails for Zeke. plow that seal for Lem. Four bits. Plus four bits will make a silver dollar to put again the day to pay Nate Watson. Trap that forks for the moonlight. Coat the pelts of Jimtown. Clear that field of rock. Cut that load of corn. chew them mules. Dig them holes. Pull them stumps. Load them logs. Wet the coat. Blunt the pool. Weasen rents. Throwing You Gotta get 70 whole dollars out of the three forks of the wolf. To buy a piece of bottom land for Gracie. Alvin! <laughs> that wins the beef critter, Alvin! By dead sanders. I've been a to Turkey and beef, beef all my life, and I never seem to be to that. Wait a minute, There's Nate Watkins, and I got some business settled up with him. Howdy, Mr. Watkins. Uh, howdy, Alvin. I'm so glad to see you. I got your money for it for the bottom land. Here's fifty-six dollars and the rest will be in that hat. I just won the beef critter. Well, <laughs> well, I'm not sorry, Alvin, but... I just sold that land. Yes, you what? I I sold it to Zeb. But you couldn't do that. We had a bargain. I I never figured you'd raise the money. But I wasn't trusting your words. (laughs) Business is business. What kind of business? Going back on what you promised. Now, Alvin. You know how much I wanted that piece of land. Alvin, if you lay a hand on me. You can't do this to me. You can't do it. Alvin, help. 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 Alvin. Hold your horse, eh? You'll just get yourself in trouble, Alvin. Ain't no use to hit me. He's got the law on his side. Let loose of me. Now, Alvin. Now, let loose of me. I ain't no going to hit him. If you do, I'll have you in jail, Alvin York. You ain't what, Alvin. Just keep out of my sight, that's all. Keep out of my sight, because every time I see you, I'll be reminded how I've been a-wasting my time. There ain't no sense in a man trying to amount to something. There ain't no sense in a man a sweating and a breaking his back to get a little bit more than his he had. A man's a fool to be trying to be anything better than he should be. From now on, I'm a going to drink and fight and have me the devil's own time from here to the King border. And I'm a warning you, don't nobody try to stop me. <laughs> Dinner, eh? This guy uh, drinks his a Nate Watson. Oh, forgive him. He don't want a farm no-how. His word won't no count, Buck. Hey, Alvin, just look at that half guy, And I'm not huh? I told her I'd be back and marry her. Why don't you dance to that big woman, Alvin? I'm going back to see Nate Watson. Uh, not tonight. It's pouring rain. Let go me, Buck. It won't do me no good to kill him. Let go me. I've got to settle get him. Hey, Alvin, wait, That's us all... Well, here's to the soul of Nate Watson. May it rest in peace <laughs> Here was Alvin York, a-riding with the devil, riding through the storm with a killing in his heart. Lighting tore the sky apart, and suddenly took the mountains. The Lord was mighty angry with his chillin' down below, Sudden from the mountain-top, a bolt sucked down from heaven, struck the mule and Alvin to the clay from which he came. Taught him to his knees with his gun and busted pieces. Let him feel the power and anger of the Lord. Lord, you sure do work in mysterious ways. Then rolling from the meeting house, he heard the joyful voices, he raised in hope and promise to Almighty God above, singing out his praises full of faith and hope and glory. And calling out to Alvin to come in and find the light. When rising, scared and humbled, he stumbled toward the churchyard, pulled hard on the latch, and he pulled wide the door, walked down to the altar, and knelt and all the others to ask for God's salvation for the soul of Alvin York. Hey, President Woodrow Wilson designates June fifth, nineteen seventeen, as registration day for every male citizen between the ages of thirty-one and thirty-one, as commander in chief of the army, the president of I ain't a going, Pastor. I just ain't a going. You gotta go, Albany, it's the law. Thou shalt not kill. The Bible says that. What kind of law is it that says a man's got to go again that? I know, Alvin. I know what the Lord says. Well, the Lord's been powerful good to me ever since I found him that night. He's given me gracious promise that he'll wait for me till I get that farm. And the way things are going now, it won't be more than two or three years. And I ain't a going on again the the Lord's word past the Well, And if you don't go, they'll come after you. Well, I'll go back in the hills. Yeah, and they'll put dogs in your trailer. Well, I won't take me. At least why not alive. And if they catch up with me, I'll take a few of them along with me. I tell you, I, I I'm sorry, Pastor Pyle. I didn't know what I was just saying. Those were sinful words, but but what can I do? Why don't ask you ask the Lord, Elton? Ask the Lord? sword, sure. sword. Sure. that's the thing to do, ain't it? And up on that mountain yonder, that's about the closest place a man can get to God. I'll go up there and I'll tell him what I want to know. And he'll give me the right answer. Oh. God, God, I'm a speaker here. My name is Alvin York. I climbed up here as close to the stars as I could get to ask you to help me. Right here in my Bible, it says, Thou shalt not kill." i hate my mind to go again God, but what can I do? Help me, show me the way, give me a sign. Your book, the wind blew it right out of my hand. Is, is that your sign? Is that page lying open, what you want to tell me? Render therefore unto Caesar the things that are Caesar, and unto God the things that are God. Unto Caesar, Caesar. Unto God, God. Oh, thank you. I, I reckon I got my answer. And I'm looking at how I know now what to do. the
2: objective
1: is at Little good. Zero hour will be at six hours, ten minutes. Any questions? I've got it straight, Captain. With your men ready. And good luck, y'all hey York, I'm hit bad. So cutting to take over. He's dangerous. What about Savage? He's down too, nine separate the pieces. Let us up to New York. Take over. Yes sir. York, come back. Where are you going? you done. Give me a command, sir. And I aimed to stop them machine guns. <laughs> Look, Bot. headed this way. Give me those binoculars and get company headquarters on the way. Okay, sir. Yep. Yep, they're Bart, right. Hello? Hello? Observation Post 101 reporting. Bart's counterattack headed this way. Okay. Wait. Wait a minute. Hold it. What's the matter? Boot by Kevin, in your life. All right. What kind of a car? Hello there. Send me to Bart's voice. Hello there. You're right. That guy's a yard. Who goes there? What do you look? Take your detail 328 prisoners. How many prisoners? A hundred and thirty-two. Okay, advance me. How many do you say? hundred and thirty-two. Oh, wait, hold on just a minute. Uh, headquarters do on the our size. what do I tell them? Tell them I can start packing to go home. Some son of a gun named New York has just captured the whole German army. Then the whole world learned the story of the man from Tennessee, and it made men's hearts beat faster, made their faith a little greater, made them pray a little longer, and gave them strength to victory. Oh, they covered him with honors. The Distinguished Service talk, the Quadrigan, National Medal of Honor. And the President took his hand while the nation called him hero, praised his name throughout the land. But the man they always cheered, heared their voices not at all. thinking of the mountains where the pines are straight and tall, and of the valley, and of the river, and of a girl, and how she'd stand of a peaceful Sunday morning when the choir sang Dura land. Gosh. Gosh, Tracy, it's sure good to be home.
0: So it's good to have you home, Alvin.
1: Let's walk down the way of and look at that right bottom of the song trying to get here. All right. Only, well, I mean, it ain't much good looking at it now. We've got to wait. How long, Alvin? Oh, two, three years anyhow. But
0: I ain't willing to wait, Alvin. You ain't? Not for having.
1: Well, uh, I don't blame you, none. The girl's got to do it. She sees fit. I hope you and him will be very happy. Me and you? Zeb Andrews, of course. Deb's got a good farm.
0: Now, look at you, Alvin York. If I wanted Jeb Andy's your husband, I reckon I could eat him without your husband so noble. Now, get this straight: I'm marrying a piece of land, or beef critters, or a field of corn. If you are marrying, nobody else in the world. I am kiss her, didn't I? Now, don't go around kissing and I ain't going to be marrying. But don't you talk that way to me again, Alvin York. Don't you ever?
1: Why? Why, Gracie?
0: You've got no excuse to run off on your promise to marry me.
1: But Gracie, Lucy oh, you see that I have to...
0: don't see. Are you blind, Alvin? Look down there. Don't you see
1: that new house and barn and everything? Say, hey, say, hey, they saw our handsome. Is that building? It's mm-hmm,
0: see, they're yours. Your farm, Alvin. Mine? They don't give it to you. The people
1: of the state of Tennessee.
0: So what's the you there? Listen, you
1: don't, you don't mean that they... Oh,
0: there's 200 right. acres and there's a pop in the kitchen and more no real gold windows you ever saw.
1: Why, but I, well, I... Well, what,
0: Alvin?
1: Well, uh, <laughs> the Lord... The Lord does move in mysterious ways his wonders to perform. you, Gary Cooper, Walter Brennan, and Joan Leslie for your magnificent performances. So also thanks Charles Taswell for his splendid radio adaptation and Oscar Bradley for his superb musical score. In a moment, ladies and gentlemen, you'll hear more from Gary Cooper, you'll hear the annual Red Book Award presentation, and you'll also meet Martha Scott, representing the winner of last year's award, Our Town. Scores of famous stars are on hand for the event, including the cast of the 12 best pictures of the year as selected by Red Book. While the stage is being cleared and the newsreel camera is set up, we'd like to talk with you for a few seconds about your automobile and how long it will continue to give you service. If you've been accustomed to trading in your automobile at frequent intervals, you may not realize just how long a car will last, how long it can be kept in really good condition. Well, your good golf dealer wants to remind you that if your car is in fairly good shape now, it can keep running smoothly, powerfully, and economically for year after year if you give it the right kind of care. And it's particularly important that the moving parts in the engine and the chassis of your car get proper lubrication, real protection against wear and tear. So for the chassis, get Gulflex registered lubrication. It's much better than usual lubrication at no extra cost. The expert Gulflex operator uses not just one grease, but six Gulf lubricants, especially developed by lubrication authorities. And he works from master charts of your model car, thus protecting each wearing point. Give your engine maximum protection, too, with Gulf Pride motor oil. Because Gulf Pride is refined not only by conventional methods, but also by the famous Alcore process that Gulf alone uses. Thus, it forms less carbon, less sludge and varnish. So get Gulf Pride motor oil and Gulflex registered lubrication. And remember, they are just two of the many ways your good Gulf dealer can help you make your car last longer. <laughs> the Red Book Award for the Outstanding Performance of 1941. The award is a cup. It's presented each year by the editors of the magazine, Edwin T. Balmar and Valdemar Patluguin, and Douglas Churchill, the motion picture editor of the Red Book magazine. This year, the editors had no difficulty in making their selection. One man's performance, one man's contribution to the art of the motion picture stood out above all others. As in the past two years, It was only fitting that the award be made on the stage of the Gulf Screen Guild Theater, for this is the program closest to the heart of Hollywood, the star's own theater. And now, Miss Martha Scott, star of our town, last year's award winner, is here to represent Douglas Churchill in awarding the Red Book Cup for 1941. Miss Martha Scott.
0: Thank you, Mr. Pryor. And may I say that everyone in Hollywood agrees with Red Book's selection for its 1941 award. The story of Sergeant York is a great one. A true saga of American heroism. Jerry Cooper, your performance in the Warner Brothers production of Sergeant York pictures this man from the hills of Tennessee with all the quiet simplicity, dignity, and courage that has made his amazing story an American legend. Praise should be given, too, to producers Jesse L. Lasky, Hal B. Wallace, to the director Howard Hawks, and to Warner Brothers Studios and to the entire supporting cast. But to you, Mr. Cooper, for your outstanding performance, we present this Red Book Cup for 1941. those with the words, For a distinguished contribution to the art of the motion picture, congratulations, Mr. Cooper.
1: The, uh, the opportunity to portray the life story of Sergeant Alvin T. York was a privilege. I hope the story will be an inspiration to all of us. We can't all be heroes like Sergeant York, but we can all fight like he did. If not with guns, we can fight in another way. By buying all the defense bonds and defense stamps, we can. Do that, and we'll win this fight hands down. Well, I want to thank you, Martha Scott, <laughs> and thank the Gulf Oil Companies, and thank Douglas Churchill for the Red Book magazine. What happens when a girl card shopper chases a young planter into the Central American jungle, and she is chased by the boss of the fruit company, and he's chased by an escaped bandit named Rosalio. Answer. Tune into the Gulf Screen Guild Theater next Sunday evening and hear one of the most riotous comedies you've ever heard. The Warner Brothers picture, Torrid Zone. In Torrid Zone, you'll hear one of the best casts ever featured in the Guild Theater. George Raft, Paulette Goddard, Jack Carson, and George Tobias. Now, you know that cast, plus that story... Adds up to fun, so mark down right now a date with the Gulf Screen Guild Theater next Sunday when we bring you Paulette Goddard, George Rapp, George Tobias, and Jack Carson in Torrid Zone. We'll have the music of Oscar Bradley, assisted by Frank Tours, and Bud Heaston and I will be on hand to preside over the doings as usual. Until next week, then, this is Roger Pryor speaking for your neighborhood good Gulf dealer and saying, good night, everyone. next picture will be The Pride of the Yankees, both Samuel Goldwyn's production. John Leslie will soon be seen in a wonderful picture of the male animal. What he's been thinking, this is the Columbia Broadcasting System.